0: And I think that's a really important thing Just as an entrepreneur We're taken in so many different directions And to be able to put focus into, into one thing And especially the whole body Because the body affects the mind And then the, without the mind you really can't yeah, do our anything Our
1: health right? is our wealth
0: Yes Buckle
1: up, it's the
0: Insurance Dudes Podcast Boom Dave hey, Williams How you doing man? Welcome well, back well,
1: how about you my friend?
0: I'm doing fantastic uh, I was good catching up a little bit before Probably asked yeah, a couple absolutely. of the things Yeah
1: Always good to
0: see you Yeah, so it's good to have you back in the studio uh, This is one of my rare uh, solo appearances here Jason's daughter had to go to the hospital But uh, just a little breathing thing I think she's fine So no no, it no. in our
1: prayers, that goes well Yeah,
0: absolutely So, well, cool man For anybody that hasn't uh, heard of you or hasn't heard your prior episodes i would highly encourage you to go back dave is extremely uh dynamic and that booming voice brings a lot of wisdom along with it so you can hear his story why don't you do to introduce you the yourself cl- the Cliff ca- notes version. yeah do the story. cliff notes yeah. of the circus the circuit yeah. city and then let's just dive in
1: Yeah, yeah. So I started out my journey entrepreneurship back in 2009. I was actually having some health challenges, was off of work on disability with severe autoimmune issues for about six months, had to force myself to get back to work before I lost my job. And uh, obviously I was in a tough financial position, not getting paid. So here I was, get back to work, and uh, you know, about probably 90 days later, Circuit City, the company I work for as an executive store manager running a $24 million superstore, they announced (laughs) we're going Chapter 11. So here I am, still facing health challenges, still facing financial challenges, and I don't have a job in 90 days. Always had an entrepreneurial spirit. My dad was an entrepreneur, and I had a friend of the family that was actually with Allstate Insurance, decided... uh, you know, doctors were telling me at the time you're going to be on long term disability for life, decided that that wasn't going to be my path. And I was going to figure something out and start my own business on my own terms. I decided I was going to get in the insurance industry. But the only problem was didn't have the capital to start at the time. And when the liquidators came into Circuit City, it's kind of a blessing in disguise. They basically came up to me and said, David, all the open merchandise, display merchandise, we're literally looking to blow out for pennies in the dollar. That was where a light bulb went off for me. And I said, well, what if I made it easy and just bought up all that type of inventory from every Circuit City store within three hours of me? Took the last seven grand in my name out of my 401k, bought up about (sighs) $70,000 with electronics, arbitraged it, sold it all online to uh, basically pay off my debt, come up with a seed capital for a scratch agency, hired a couple people that lost their job with me. And we came in just acting as if somebody was trying to take it away from us 24 seven, because I was literally with that amount of capital. If we didn't produce revenue right away, we were going to be out of business in 60 days. So we did that. And that fear just kind of drove me, motivate me. Fast forward 10 years later, we built it to close to $20 million reoccurring revenue, one of the larger all state agencies in the country. We had a bunch of people on development plans in our organization to own agencies. That was part of our culture. And uh, we ended up I ended up selling off my locations to them. My wife's still in the business. And now we're working on a whole bunch of other ventures that uh, stem from that. Wow. I think it was the same
0: story, just much faster. Good job. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, again, there's a couple other episodes with Dave. Um, really good. But we're going to dive into more things because he's been doing a lot of stuff. And, and it's good to catch up and, and see you here. I noticed you on the now back up social networks that you've been doing 75 hard. And I think that's a really important thing. Just. As an entrepreneur, we're taken in so many different directions and to be able to put focus into, into one thing, and especially the whole body, because the body affects the mind, and then the, without the mind, you really can't that do our anything. Our health right? is our wealth. Yes. What talk a little bit about that. I'm so fascinated with it because I will admit that I did it and failed and I just need to dig back in and start it over again. But it's it, uh yeah, mindset. So that
1: you know, that ties back to my, you know, health autoimmune challenges that I spoke of when, you know, I was going through the financial transformation. Along the way, you know, I was on medications for eighteen years. They had me on painkillers, muscle relaxers, anti inflammatories, biologics, uh. the immune system. You know, all to manage the condition. And the doctors told me there is nothing else you can do. You're going to be on these for life. Things started to get worse, started to cause other issues, other health issues. Then they wanted to put me on more severe medication. That's when I said enough was enough. Started literally obsessively going doctor to doctor to doctor, putting the same focus on my health that I did in my business, treating it like a business. I found a doctor in Washington, D.C. that did things differently, did gut health testing, micronutrients testing, all kinds of blood work, hormone testing, heavy metal testing. We basically took all that data together, came up with a protocol, and uh, I started eating just super, super clean, non-inflammatory diet. And when I mean clean, not even one cheat meal, just like super, just all in.
0: What were Uh, those? I saw a picture with a bunch of cookies on Facebook. What was that? (laughs)
1: <laughs> it must have been somebody else's. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. no, no cookies here, but I tried to just, just super, super clean. And, you know, doing that for probably about three weeks, first time ever, just started feeling better, a little bit better, and tapered off of all my meds for the first time in 18 years. I'm wow. about three and a half years in now, uh, just managing the condition all through you know, natural means all through diet. And the second component of that, that I never really got in the wraps is doctors always told me, because with my autoimmune condition, it's called ankylosing spondylitis. It's a degenerative spine condition. They say, don't heavy lift. You're going to hurt yourself. You're going to injure yourself. That always, that limited belief always kept me from really working out and the pain to go along with it too, because I'd work out being pain for 2 days but this time here I decided that you know I was again go against the grain go all in I think the different dynamic here was well it was a, a group of entrepreneurs invited me in 75 hard and we're doing it in an accountability group and you know some of these guys were already in great shape and some of us were on the same journey but I think there was that accountability and the fact that we had a deadline together and it was not just the program but there was a group of us that and another big motivator was my son like my son was born in uh, December of last year and he's been a big motivator for me. Congratulations. To... Thank you. I appreciate it. To so just really try to get in the best shape of my life so I can be more present from him, play baseball with him one day. So it was perfect timing between that star line I just said I'm going to go all in on it I'll tell you, the first two to three weeks was absolute hell with the pain. Yeah. But after I pushed through, got some momentum going, it uh, made all the difference in the world. And, you know, since I finished the program 75 days and those of you that don't know what 75 hard is, you basically got to do two workouts a day. They got to be spaced three hours apart, at least 45 minutes per workout. One of them has to be indoors. One of them has to be outdoors, regardless of the climate. And uh, you got to stick on a very... Disciplined, strict meal plan throughout the entire time. You got to read 10 pages of the book, drink a gallon of water. And that's basically the program and then do a progress pic daily. So again, I went all in on that after like two to three weeks, momentum started just increasing my strength. I noticed my pain decreasing and obviously it didn't heal me overnight or anything, but it was giving me notable difference. It was giving me more hours in the day, more energy, more mental clarity, and I started doubling down, doubling down, working out harder. And you know, I think throughout the whole journey, when I originally, originally started everything, it was probably weighing in at about 153 pounds, one of my lowest weight I was ever at. I was skinny. I felt weak. And uh, lo and behold, that was, you know, kind of really holding me back because now I'm up to back up to 170, trying to get my target weight of 175, but put on a lot more muscle that gave me a lot more stability. And, you know, I think just doing the Again, the weight training in the morning, hot yoga or biking at night, like gives me that reset with my health in the morning, gives me the reset at night and just created this totally different dynamic to me where and I think it made me even more intense than usual. So,
0: <laughs> Well, and it's, it's amazing when you're able to finally get in that rhythm and get that momentum with a workout plan, that same discipline translates over to the other
1: parts of your life. Hundred percent, absolutely, and I think you know it's like pain. anybody who's dealt with chronic pain. It like weighs you down, like you right. especially after a long day, that you don't want to do anything else, and you're not as present with your family. You just want to lay down, you want to rest, right? And I'd say, you know that created an extra two to three hours for me because I get off, I'm done with work for five, six o'clock, and I'm I'm not as fatigued. I'm not feeling that same right. level of pain. It go away. But and it's probably down about, for me anyways, 25% of what I'm used to dealing with, which is all the difference in the world to give sure. more mental quality, more time, more presence.
0: Right. It's interesting without getting down a whole rabbit hole of the healthcare world, but it seems like the doctors will treat the masses, right? And not take that individual yep. approach. And you've got that, but you had to go through so much to get to that.
1: And yeah, it was a ton. I mean, and anybody listening, maybe going through other things that, you know, one good place to start, there's a good test out there. It's called Viome because I believe like gut health is everything. It ties to a lot of the disease that we deal with. And I think, you know, a lot of healing, what we deal with is through the gut, but it's Viome and you can actually test your gut health. Also gives you a micronutrient test on your whole body. Wow, Basically gives you all that data in an app, tells you what foods you should eat for your specific body type, what foods you shouldn't eat. And then if you want to go a little bit further, they have a program, I think it's like one forty nine or one ninety nine a month where they make custom supplements specific to your body type and specific to all your lab work that came back that are designed for you. Uh, But that's like a great place. I tell people to start start there when you're trying to. If you're dealing with some things.
0: Well, millions of people are dealing with different types of autoimmune. I have psoriasis, and I know that um, stress and my diet definitely affect it. It's really yep. easy to reach for the biologic, shoot yourself, and then it goes away. But I don't think that it's actually treating it, right? It's just the band. No, 100%.
1: It's doing the, you know, it's doing the symptom. And, the, you know, that's where a lot of these doctors I sought out, they're like, hey, you know, you need modern medicine a lot of times at times to get through it. But there's usually something that triggered or some other underlying cause that triggered the autoimmune disease. And it's like, let's get to the root cause of that try to treat that to, you know, reverse symptoms or get you in, into a right. place of, of wellness. Right.
0: Well, to translate that over, like in business, right? Business owners will look for the quick fix when things are going right. So like yeah. in the insurance world, maybe it's, I need instant results. I'm going to buy tons of live transfers. And then what they don't do is figure out the math on that. And it usually isn't something that, that you get a good cost per sale on, right? It's going to be oh, so yeah, expensive. Absolutely. And, uh, but they see the results. So they think that something's happening.
1: And yeah. And then I think like the same thing there too, you find something that does work it just doesn't work it's not a magic bullet it's like right. consistency doing the right things yep. discipline in the second you lay off of it one two three days like everything just falls apart and i found the same thing with this is like literally for me anyways i can't have one like i have one bad meal i pay the price like the next oh. day the day after that and the day after that so it's right. like i gotta keep as consistent as possible and stay disciplined to it
0: is it are you just just plants or do you can you eat meat too
1: well, I do meat, but I'll do like lean, organic, farm-raised chicken, right. eggs. I'll do wild-caught Atlantic salmon. Like oh, cool. i you know, do that for protein and then uh, just organic greens, non-nightshade vegetables, no processed food, no processed sugars, no gluten, no dairy. You know, anything inflammatory, I really just gotcha. like, keep out of the diet.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah, I mean, and I as I'm getting older, I'm noticing that now I get the joint pain from the psoriasis because you get the psoriatic arthritis. So it's I know that it's not going to improve if I don't take those steps. And I think you you hit the nail on the head. Diet's everything.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> so let's let's switch gears. Now you sold the agencies. You, Lawrence still is Lawrence still has an agency or one of the agencies.
1: Yeah, she still got her own agency and okay. And, uh, we sold off, divested to uh, probably four team members we had internally that were on development plans, or own their own agency, and nice. They were ready, and kind of the stars aligned, and you know worked out really well for them. Worked out right. well for us, and then you know that kind of gave us the fuel, I guess, the rocket fuel to you yeah. know, pour into some other other business ventures, which has been fun and exciting.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I know that a lot of a lot of agents want to hear the hear the goodies and hear the, like. What was it that you did differently than the 95% who weren't able to scale to that level and then spit it off and, and you know, look at other entrepreneurial ventures? What did the sales funnel look like um, in your agency and maybe even at Lauren's agency? Because I'm sure times have changed even in this small few years from what works then and what works now and, and what worked versus everybody else. What kind of things were you doing?
1: Yeah, I'll tell you in the very, very beginning, the biggest thing and the biggest asset to me was being from the very beginning. And I go to this place because I think this step gets skipped a lot. You know, a lot of times we become business owners and we're automatically like the CEO. I'm a firm believer no matter what company you start in. you got to start at the bottom. Like master, if it's a sales position that you're looking to hire somebody and coach and train them, master it first. Achieve Uh mastery around it. Customer service, achieve mastery around it. Because I look at it, if I can't personally master it and I can't push the bar to the furthest that I can personally push it to know what, you know, not just what good looks like, but what great looks like and what is truly possible. How can I hold a team member accountable to a metric, a behavior or anything else? So I found by being my own best salesperson, which I had to do in the beginning, like it was survival, you know, just worked out for me really well because I had a person on the left of me, a person on the right. That was one of my best forms of training was osmosis. Like uh-huh. I hustled, I ground, I figured it out, working, putting in hours, but it was really right. difficult for them not to emulate me when their boss was sitting next to them yes.
0: doing it. Yes, 100%. And,
1: and by having that allowed me to, I, I'd say, train, coach, and develop, you know, sniff out the BS when somebody said, this couldn't be done or it's not possible, you couldn't do it. I knew exactly every nuance. I knew every objection, how to overcome it, what to tell them, you know, how to close a deal, you know, how to build rapport, like every aspect of it that I expected out of them, I knew. I feel if you don't have all those fundamentals down in a business, it makes it very difficult because when you're being fed excuses of why the result's not coming or why your team's not getting it done, like you're kind of throwing darts a little bit. Yeah. Yes. It's just like, just go out and do it. But you don't fully understand it at the depths that you possibly could to help them in the trenches and really navigate. So that was one. Once we got there, I think the biggest thing that having somebody on the left and having somebody to the right of me very quickly, I created a couple mini me's. As soon as right. I did that, <laughs> I hired a wave of people underneath and I just replicated what worked. I put them in the middle, I put a person on the left of them, a person on the right of them, each one of them increased their uh, compensation structure, held them accountable as a team lead, and said, Hey, there's more opportunity for you. I want to help you get a name on the door one day. Yeah. Um, but you got to show me you can do it in a safe environment here to be able to show me that you can do it there. And, you know, we're going to incentivize you for it. And we did that and basically modeled that out where they led a couple few team members underneath them. They coached, developed them. And then we built an entire infrastructure around that. And, you know, once we did that and we started to grow and scale, I found that culture was absolutely everything, you know? So eventually we got to one point where, you know, we hit a brick wall and we stopped scaling. And what was it? And I'll never forget, I went to a business conference at this business conference. I had uh, the person that owned, operated the number one through seven Honda dealerships. So oh, here wow. they are, they have seven Honda dealerships. And when they look at the ranking across the entire United States of America, every one of their dealerships ranked one through sevens. That's a phenomenon in and itself. Right. And what he attributed that to was having non-compromising culture. He came up with set non-negotiables, came up with this incredibly exciting culture where the culture was so profound that eventually it attracted the right people inside of the culture into the organization. They almost didn't have to look for people, those people came to them. And it was all the right people that possessed all the right attributes. So we came back, analyzed our business, realized we had people in our organization that weren't living all the values and non-negotiables that I had. And one day, a light bulb went off and said, hey, my name's on the door. This is going to look, operate, and feel exactly the way I want it to be. There's going to be 100% positivity in there. There's going to be no negativity. We're going to not allow excuses. We're going to be solution-oriented. And we came back to the team and said, you know, you don't have to change overnight, but we're going to do a 60-day transition. These are the non-negotiables that we came up in here. This is what we want our environment to look like. And then we solicited feedback once we put our vision out there, like, what do you guys want the environment to look like? What makes it exciting? What makes it like not even work when you come in? And we created this ideal scene. And over the course of those 60 days was to develop it into that. And eventually we did. And we had some people that produced for us that put up numbers that ended up, you know, no longer being a part of our team because they just couldn't make the change. You know, while they were putting up personal numbers, we'd bring in new team members and they're chirping behind the scenes. Well, the leads are bad or this sucks or this is bad today. They're poisoning the mind of others. So while, Hey, I think this person's an asset putting up 40 items. Like I'm losing people as fast as they come in and I'm seeing the mindsets of other people. Um, right get impacted drastically so we made those decisions and i think everybody in the organization saw and appreciated what we were trying to accomplish and you know our non-negotiables were live with integrity with everything that you do always be coachable train every single day the best athletes in the world they train every single day there's something to be said about that so if you want to be the best version of you and continue getting better you got to train make Solutions come up with solutions, not excuses. We had a rule of three. We realized that the same people were coming up with the same problems. It was bogging down (laughs) me and everybody else in the organization over and over and over again. But it wasn't that they didn't know how to solve the problem. You know what it was? It was easier just to come ask Dave or ask somebody else in the organization to give me the answer so I didn't have to think and I could just be a drone and operate on autopilot. Right. So once we implemented the, you know, the, the rule that you know, you couldn't come to us with a problem unless you had three solutions to it and a recommendation of what the best of the three was. What do you think happened? Well, Every time they came to us, they had three solutions. And before they knew it, they realized they were actually problem solving their own problem. Right. They're going to have the solution to it anyways. And they would just stop coming to us with problems unless it was something truly, genuinely above their scope, which was very few and far between. Situations they would get us involved and we'd be there to support them. Yeah. Uh, another big thing was PMA, positive mental attitude. It's not to say somebody could, couldn't have a bad day because life happens, happens around us every day. But what that bad day couldn't translate into is negativity, toxicity, that's going to negatively impact other people around them. And, uh, you know, leaving people better off, whether they're interacting with a coworker, a customer, any human being, in some way shape or form leaving that individual better off providing them value that made their day better their week better their life better and we just built fundamentals around this and we built our culture around this and we treated our employees around this and we made things fun and we made it a you know family oriented work atmosphere you came in and the energy popped and lo and behold later on for us i know we're going to get into talking recruiting here recruiting became very easy because Mm -hmm. we started to have these like culture brand ambassadors inside of our organization. They were so excited about working for us that they told other people, they put things on social media and you have that in your social media enough like attracts like other people uh-huh. want to be a part of that. But the people that wanted to be a part of that were very similar dynamic of the people that we already had crushing it for us. Yeah. And so between that and our hiring process that we developed that turned into team hired, You know, that was a big part of our success is to have the always be hiring mentality and always bringing on talent. Even when we didn't need talent, we'd bring it on because the talent's not always there when you're looking and you don't want to be sitting there trying to find somebody or find that diamond in the rough when you lose somebody. And it's putting a detriment and really big negative impact on your organization. Right. Yeah. So those are some of the big fundamentals. One last thing, inspect what you expect. We inspected what we expected every single day. We looked at our best people and said, "What made them the best? What made them tick?" You know, is their attitude, their tonality, like how, so. You know, we look for those type of behaviors, recognize them. But we would take a look at, okay, our best people—they're doing four hours talk time a day, maybe 150 dials a day, and then uh, they're closing at least one deal a day. So we made that. Right. That was it. We put a sales director in place. We had all of our team members underneath them. That sales director went around and treated the day like a football game every two hours if they knew four hours was talk time goal there's eight hours in a day two hours and a quarter they should be at an hour talk time they should have about 35 dials in and oh by the way what does the pipeline look like that's going to get you to that sale at the end of the day that's going to hit you your daily goal your weekly goal your monthly goal and we just hit that every single quarter of every single day And it just became so embedded that they knew that's all we talk about is customer experience, sales, revenue, customer experience, sales, revenue, activity, activity, that that was just part of the culture. And there wasn't letting foot off the gas. It was this easy, consistent activity, right behaviors day in and day out. So it wasn't this knee jerk. Hey, I'm focusing on sales today. I'm going to let my foot off the gas the rest of the week and then I'm going to turn it back on. It was just things were always flowing. And I think that made a better work atmosphere for people, too, because they didn't have that anxiety at the end of the month trying to hit their sales goals so they can pay the mortgage. It, you know, we, we really built an infrastructure that supported them, supported our business.
0: There was so much in there that it's just, wow. I think that they probably have paused it multiple times now to take notes, but I, <laughs> I can attest, Dave, to all of those things because basically everything that you've said, and I've heard it over time from you, these things, we've modeled a lot of these things within our agency, asking when they come to ask ask the question, you cannot you're doing yourself and them a disservice by just fixing the problem. You have to create critical skills thinking within the organization. And I love telling them, hey, look, there's come back to me with three solutions and, and one recommendation because... It ends up where they don't come to you anymore. They start actually solving their own problems. And these are people that you think maybe wouldn't even be capable of it, but they do it. Oh, yeah. But then, you know, what?
1: the beautiful thing about it is they start to grow when they start solving their own problems. They get pretty good at solving their own problems. And then what happens is they start solving bigger problems for themselves and bigger problems for you. Right. That's what a leader does. Yeah. It's really teaching them that, you know, that extreme leadership. To take that self-accountability, you go out and do it, and then they're developing without even realizing
0: it. Right. And you create that ripple effect because now they're doing that at home. They're doing it with everybody that they touch. They're in a better place. Now their whole life isn't a mess over here. So they come in and everything just encourages a better situation, which is awesome. So I yeah, love that. Cool. I love the first t- the first few times when when you do it and then they come to you, okay, I have three things, but this is the oh yeah, I'm just going I'm gonna do this. And you're like yeah, and then it's you. Right.
1: Them, it's, it's like turn back around. And, like,
0: just you kidding. just see them, like realize, oh wait, I can do this, right? You know, so you awesome.
1: Like you got somebody that solves something big, boom, celebrate it. You know, it's like celebrating the behavior. Like it's all part of the culture and dynamic.
0: yeah. I think that, and maybe it's the younger folks, the whole, the coddling and all the trophies and everything, they're afraid to make a mistake because maybe they haven't made any mistakes per se, right? And so now it's okay. It's okay to make the wrong choice and make a mistake if you learn from it, right? Absolutely. We're not, we're not doing brain surgery over here or nobody's going to die on the table with a bad decision. So we just have to encourage them to do it, fail, learn and move on. So I love that. There's so many things in there, Dave.
1: Be continue.
2: Hey, Jason. Yes, Mr. Craig. That was another awesome episode, wasn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, if people want to get a little bit more action and and learn how to do, uh, write 100,000 in premium off of even the worst internet leads, where could they go? They can go to live.teledudes.com. Ooh, that sounds exciting. Are we going to be there? Yes, it's a weekly call that we're doing right now, that will, it's live, and it will show you the process. The entire process Mm, is super awesome. mm, I love it, let's do it. Let's do it. Sign up right now, live.teledudes.com. Live.teledudes.com, that's
1: live.teledudes.com.
2: Hey Craig, there's a new community that we are starting that I cannot wait to tell everybody about. It is our live texting community where you and I are going to answer people's questions and give them free content, right? Are you kidding me?
1: We get yep. to talk to them?
2: Yeah, which is awesome, but they have to opt in. They have to text us at 520 214 2219. That's 520 214 2219. Nice. Greg, are you going to respond out? to these texts? I'm going to respond to them for sure. Live. I'm into it too. It's going to well. be awesome, and it's a—it's going to be our new texting community where we're going to get back to everybody that we can and drop some crazy content, free content, and free um, the calculator that you just came up with. Mm. That's right, the calling calculator sales material. I mean, everything for insurance agents. This is it. It's the best texting community out there for insurance agents well what the heck is that number again i can't remember it it's 520-214-2219 that's 520-214-2219 i love it i'm gonna text it right now 520-214-2219 all right i'll see you later mr jason bye mr Craig. wait do they even listen to this on the radio anymore
0: I love it. <laughs> I love it. Nice. Uh, all right.